You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is the Cindy Cochran Show, and you're listening live from downtown Conroe, beautiful downtown Conroe. And it is Tuesday. Yes, Truthful Tuesday. And I've got uh, someone that's going to be on in just a few moments. Mindy Miller. Mindy Miller is um, so cool. I mean, this is very, very cool. That she is one of the last girlfriends of Elvis Presley. And uh, she knew him, and uh, they ran around together. They had a good time together. They uh, met. She met all the people that he knew, and um, uh, she dated him for a few years, and this was right before his uh, passing in 1977. So um, she has a lot of stories. A lot of people have wanted to interview her. She had just started. In fact, she gave us her first interview um, last year, we got her to do that, and she had a good time. Uh, but she has been been going and I mean everywhere uh, to uh, different places that are doing tributes to Elvis, and she goes and she tells her stories, and it's, it's so exciting for the fans to get to meet one of his girlfriends and and talk to her. And so uh, she goes around because she said what she wants is to make sure that a positive image that she knows that Elvis you know, wanted to make sure everybody understood that uh, where he was and it wasn't anything negative or they to think of of uh, a dark side of Elvis, know that he was very positive and uh, and it had become very spiritual in the last, you know, last years of his life. And he was, uh, I love to talk to, to Mindy and Mindy was very spiritual herself. And so they got along and they connected on that level. And but she wasn't that, you know, like a, a fan of his. Uh, she was much younger than he was. And so after she met him and, and got to know the man, Elvis, and got to know all of his history and all the things that he has done, wow, uh, she definitely was a uh, number one fan. So uh, she's just got back from, you know, doing this tour, and she did an Elvis fest in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about that and talk about the— uh, ETAs. ETA is not what you think it is. It's an Elvis tribute artist, and these guys uh, compete. And uh, she was always uh, like turned off of of this, you know, especially after Elvis' death to see these people trying to imitate him, and and it really bothered her. But uh, in this uh, last year, she was uh, uh, introduced in a different way to these people who really love him and want to, you know, keep his his memory and his legend going. And um, these people are phenomenal. And she really found someone that she thinks is going to be the one that's going to keep his his memory and all uh, going. And we're going to talk to her about that. Um, we're doing a real short first segment, and then uh, we're going to get Mindy on the phone and talk to her. And she's very excited. I've always talked to her this morning, and she's very excited to uh, to talk to everybody here. She loves us. She really does. And it's all because uh, of Don Wilson, who will be on tomorrow. And Don Wilson was mentored by Elvis after the tragic loss of all of his family. Elvis found out about this and then took him under his wing. And so Don has many stories, and uh, he has met everybody, and he knows everybody. And uh, so we're going to talk to him uh, tomorrow. But uh, um Right now, we want to just make sure everybody is uh, cuddled up to their favorite computer. Our listening to us may be on 106.1 or 104.5 FM. And um, then, of course, you can always globally, we're everywhere, you know, so anybody. And that's where, that's how Mindy found us and Don found us. So anyway, we are going to be back and uh, we will make sure that you stay with us and Mindy Miller will be right up uh when we come back, I wanted to thank Wooten Financial Group. I really, Jake the engineer. We want to thank Jake, Jake the, engineer. the engineer. We want to thank and Austin McComb. We want to thank uh, Richard 
Our wonderful Schistler. station manager. Yes. <laughs> and and Conroe Coffee as well. We're thanking everybody this morning. We're in a thankful mood. Thankful Tuesday. It's Truthful Tuesday. And that's why we have Mindy Miller coming up to talk about her life with Elvis and tell us the truth. She does not lie. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world. And you're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Yes, you are. And we're so happy to have you. Now, a lot of excited uh, Elvis fans are out there waiting to hear uh, the truth about uh, dating Elvis. I mean, they probably, there's so many women out there that are like my age that may be going, oh, what would it have been like if I had dated Elvis? You know, if he just only known me, he would have asked me out. Well, we've got someone who uh, actually dated Elvis Presley and... Uh, was his love uh, for a few years there. And it was before his death that um, that she, in the 70s, late 70s, that she was uh, dating him. And we're going to get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth from Mindy Miller. And uh, let me show you something. Okay. Everybody that uh, will... Uh-oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Oh, oh it went dark. That's why. Um, everybody that has uh, watches this show on YouTube will see this right now. This is a picture of... Mindy and Elvis, and uh, she's the one that's up in the corner, and that's Elvis at the bottom. I, I just want to make sure everybody didn't know. Uh, anyway, so that's what she just sent me, this picture, and a fan did this for for her, and it's really cool. It's so cute, very precious. All right, so we've got Mindy Miller live on the phone. Are you li- still alive there, Mindy? Uh, I'm live, but I'm tired. <laughs> 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 Poor thing. You just got back from Las Vegas at the Elvis Fest, and uh, you're having to talk to me the next day. And oh, but I love it. I was so looking forward to this, and I said the best part of it is I can I don't have to be physically seen, so I can um, <laughs> I can I can take a break, you know, because this was a war- I would tell you, Cindy, this was a whirlwind weekend. I was not prepared for everything I saw and did. This was crazy, but crazy great, crazy fun. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that we caught you uh, on the other side of that trip so that you can tell us about the fans and how crazy they were and uh, and the type of questions you get. We're dying to find out. What do fans ask oh my you? I, I, honest to God, you know, I, you get everything. Like, did you suck his toes? What are his feet like? <laughs> did, what? Did, did, did he snore? Uh, but they didn't ask. They didn't ask those questions publicly. I'd be walking through the casino, you know, uh, going to get a bite to eat with a producer or something like that, and yeah. they would just stop me and say, "Look, I know I can't ask this question uh, publicly. I know it's important case, but can you tell me what did his feet look like?" <laughs> you know? Okay, that's weird. That's so strange that uh, that you did you answer? Well, did a- you go like? Uh, it's very they're very random questions sometimes but you know people want to know and i think now that people are beginning to know me a little bit and know i have a hopefully crazy sense of humor like elvis did i'm not going to lie to them i mean if there's something i can't answer i say i'm sorry i just you know i i'm not comfortable answering that and that's not something i'm able to share with you but right. something about how pretty feet, he wouldn't have minded me answering that. And he had gorgeous feet. He had beautiful toes and beautiful feet. He had everything on the man was beautiful. I mean, it was just incredible. But 
So you do get sometimes That's... these random questions, but they were very, very respectful mm-hmm. um, after the interview uh, during the question and answer part to Dave Hebler and myself. That is, that's hilarious. You know, because I thought I was going to be so, uh, I was so worried about asking you the question last time you were on that my sister said she wanted to find out. She said, just, this is the only question I have for her, just ask her this. And I went, okay. And I said, okay, one more in-depth question I have. Uh, Was he a good kisser? And you just answered that question. I mean, quickly. It wasn't even had to think about it. It was uh, yes, of course, right? Oh yes! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't. I didn't ask Cynthia Pepper that uh, when she was on. Uh, when I interviewed her, Cynthia Pepper, you got to see her and meet her. I saw a picture of y'all together at the Elvis Fest, and she was uh, co-starred yeah. with Elvis in um, Kissing Cousins. And yeah. of course, Kissing Cousins. I didn't ask her. Was you know. I was kissing Elvis, uh, but uh, she uh, she just loved loved him. It was a great interview with uh, with her and her time with him on on set. And she's a sweet girl. I did a little interview with her and Dave Hebler and Tanya Lamani, who were all there. And you know, I didn't realize that Cynthia was so petite. She's a tiny little thing. She and I said to is. her, I said I said to her, you know, isn't it funny how the cameras. Uh, really um, uh, are very deceiving. Mm-hmm. I, I, and she said, well, because, you know, she says, when I first saw uh, Raquel Welch in person and I saw Elizabeth Taylor in person, she said, they're tiny. And she said, Raquel came across as a big strapping girl. And I said, yeah. I said, when I was growing up, I always thought she was like an Amazonian kind of woman right. because of the, the way the pictures were done and her body. And she was tiny. She was petite. So was Elizabeth Taylor. And so I said, I had no idea you were so tiny. And she said, well, she said, I am. And she said, I was made to look even tinier because, you know, Elvis is six foot, six foot one. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, depending on, on the boots he wore and the size of the heel of his shoe, uh, he'd go up an inch and a half or two, you know, so you never knew. But uh, she's just, she was a sweetheart. And she shared about kissing cousins and working with them and all that, too. Yeah, it was, it was so fun to talk to her. And I know that Don has in the works. We've been trying to get the uh, the woman who played his sister in King Creole. I because uh, I I saw the video that um, I, mean, I don't know whether who, whose website I saw it on that uh, she had. They had a party and all the stars were there and the the crew uh, a birthday party at her house and Elvis was acting you know just like some teenage kid at a party and playing the piano and singing and, and uh, entertaining everybody. It was, it was really cute. And I love to talk to her uh, as well back in the day, way back in the day uh, when he, yeah. did, when he did that movie. But um, anyway, you, your dating time, it was, it was late seventies, right? Well, I, no, in late seventies, I would consider, you know, like 77, 78. And he, you know, had yeah, he passed, passed away. Right. But, so, but I, I, I always want to say this to the fans because I don't want them to think I'm lying or that I'm trying to make more of my dating him than it was. I met him March the 12th in 1975. And he asked me to be his girlfriend and move, uh, from uh, Rome, Italy, where I was living, and I had come back for that week to close in my apartment and all that. Um, and so I, he, he did something which was incredible. Uh, the night after our second date, he said he had to go back uh, to Graceland, and he was getting ready to uh, go on tour, and that he wanted me to go on the first leg of his tour in the South, which started in Florida. And in order for me to stay, I had already given up my apartment. I'd given, you know, all of that. I was packing the rest of my clothes to go back. And he called Joe Esposito. Uh, And Joe's former wife, Joni, met me the third night that I was there. And I was supposed to leave the next day to go back to Italy to live. And Joni uh, came and met me at a particular place. And she handed me an envelope. And she said... Elvis wanted me to give this to you so that you'd be able to stay here and be with him. And I opened up the envelope, and I was in shock. There was $5,000 in the envelope. Good grief. 
I know. And I, I, and now don't forget that the first night I met him in the first hour, he offered to buy me a car. He brought out the jewelry case. He it was something. He was going through all of his jewelry, and he said, "I want to." A little, I would want to give you a little something, honey, you know. And I said, no, 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 there's no way I can take that. And, I, you know, don't, I can't accept a car from you. I didn't want things from this man. I thought if I'm going to get to know him, I want to know him. And if something happens between us and we become a boyfriend and girlfriend or, or there's a relationship that ensues, it becomes a different situation. But I'm not taking random gifts from someone, and I wasn't brought up that way. You don't take expensive gifts from a man like that right. when you don't know him. Because it connotates something else. And I, I was not introduced to him as a fan. Uh, and again, I think I said on the last show, I went because I was invited to a party at his house. I didn't even know he was going to be there, nor did I have any inkling that I would meet the man. Mm. So it was all kind of a ruse to get me there without telling me anything, uh, you know, I guess in hopes that I would like him and he would like me. But there was $5,000 there, and it turned out that I was uh, given that money by him to be able to keep the apartment, pay the first and last on it, and, uh, you know, get a job, get a new agent. And then he wanted me to send for everything that I had in Italy without having to go back to Italy and get it. So I had to make arrangements and set up to have people pack my clothing and everything else from Rome and send everything back to me here in America and then get ready to go on tour with them in the next few weeks, Good couple of weeks. Grief. So that was a bit, I mean, how random is that? Yeah. How crazy is that? Well, that's what, you know, people that say that around him and, and all that, uh, you, you expect the unexpected because uh, he doesn't operate like everybody else does in he a normal did realm. Not, I mean, yeah, and one of the questions that I was asked by um, uh, by our MC and uh, stage manager and producer of, of Earn, he's just wonderful, Nareda Howe. She and her husband, Russ, have one of the largest collections of Elvis memorabilia, um, and they they run the King's Ransom, um, uh, King's Ransom uh, Museum in Las Vegas, and they uh, also attended Sunny West funeral uh this last month or so and right. so they're wonderful wonderful great wonderful people and through uh through Nareda, uh i was asked to go to, to the elvis fest this year but you know one of the questions that she had asked me um was what was it like having a date with elvis and i said you can't there's no just going out to dinner or seeing a film i mean right <laughs> Unless you, rent, the, unless you rent yes. the restaurant and rent the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you rent the Memphian or whatever it was, and you rent out the whole theater. And so, you know, this was not a normal... Oh, there was nothing average uh, and normal about Elvis Presley. And yet, having said that, he was, on a personal level, just the most normal guy you'd ever want to know. But he didn't do normal things. He he uh, he couldn't do just normal right. things. He couldn't just go to a movie. I mean, he probably could have had he gone in, you know, a couple of minutes after the movie started and it was dark mm -hmm. and leave. Mm -hmm. But you know, but why? He he could rent the whole theater, invite all his friends, have all the popcorn he wanted. <laughs> you know, that is so <laughs> cool. I mean, uh, it's so cool. When I first heard about um, him having to do that and. And it was kind of sad. I thought that's sad. You're like really, you know, enslaved to your, to the, uh, all the fame that you've built. You can't get out and really have fun and enjoy it. Although he did, when you told the story about y'all taking the car to the gas station, if you'll just tell that story, yeah. and that was, that was great. Well, and did I tell you the story last time about when uh, we went to the to the. Um, a funeral for Captain Kennedy in Denver, Colorado, and after the funeral, we went to a restaurant. Did I tell you that story? No, no. Oh, well, this was so funny. You know, he loved to shock people. Uh, he loved to do things for shock value. He was crazy like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, his nickname was crazy. Everybody called him crazy because that was his nickname. Uh, and so uh, after the funeral that we attended, you know, they had given him a police uniform. And, and a police hat. And, of course, he was in his glory. He was like a kid in a candy store. 
and he didn't want to get out of the police uniform. He wanted to keep it on. <laughs> so, so we were all really hungry. We had flown in that day from Graceland at the last minute, so we didn't pack any clothes, nothing. We literally got on a plane. We, he, he got a call from Captain Kennedy and said, can you come out for it? I think it was his cousin's funeral. And we literally got on the Lisa Marie, uh, and we, I mean, literally the clothes on our back. I grabbed my purse, and that was it. I didn't even have a toothbrush. And so we had no time to pack. Uh, flew into Colorado, completely different weather than the Graceland weather. Mm-hmm. And we flew in and went to the funeral just like we had dressed from from how we were in Graceland. But so they gave him the um, the uniform, and after... After that, a whole bunch of us, uh, I think Joe Petruccio and a bunch of us, went to the Denver, Colorado, Denver Mining Company, which was this great restaurant where they had the peanut butter and, you know, fried banana sandwiches. That was his so favorite. They made yeah. One of the, yeah, so they made us one of the big, long, and then, I mean, this was long. This was a long, long sandwich. And, you know, they were cutting it up and serving it to everybody. And I guess, you know, Elvis, I, I remember exactly what Elvis ate. But they, start, they started serving us, and we were, we were sat in a uh, kind of a private area, private room, mm-hmm. you know. And so Elvis thought that, well, nobody's going to recognize him. So all of a sudden, he gets up, and I said, E, I said, you know, so where are you going? He said, well, I'm just going to take a walk. I go, what do you mean you're going to take a walk? I said, you know, our dinner just got here. And he said, and I'm talking to him like my boyfriend. I'm not talking to him like Elvis Presley, the star, and the whole thing. Yeah, sit down, so quit said, embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, I said, what are you doing? Just like you said, anybody, where are you going? And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to take a walk around the restaurant. I said, Elvis, what are you talking about? You're take a... He said, well, nobody's going to recognize me. I go, yeah, they are. And he goes, no, no, they're not. He goes, I'm in... He says, I'm in costume, kind of, you know. He says, I, I got my hat on, I got my uniform on, nobody's going to recognize me. <laughs> so he started walking through the restaurant and going up to every single table and going, uh, good evening, ma'am, how, how are you doing, sir? And, and bending over and shaking everybody's hand, and how are you doing tonight, are you having a good dinner? And, you know, people did look at him strangely, but they, yeah. didn't, they did not. Connect. They did, not, oh. they did not. They did not put two and two together. So oh. he was in his glory. And then, you know, you'd hear at the different tables, oh, I don't know if that's really sure. It kind of looks like him, but I don't know if that's really him. It looks like his nose. Well, I don't know. Look at him from the side. Does he walk the same way? And you could hear this mumbling. You could hear this mumbling through the restaurant. And, you know, then people started realizing it. And he finally got to one table. And this one lady started shrieking, oh, my God, it's Elvis Presley. Oh, that's and then the whole, the whole place just went crazy. And at that point, Elvis, he said, oh, my God. And he ran back <laughs> to the table. <laughs> said, oh, my God, I got to go, got to go. <laughs> that is great. See, we would, oh, see, great. nobody knows these kind of that's stories great. that uh, that he did. And, but, yeah. but what, what got me when you tell the story about y'all going up to the gas station, uh, you had to get gas in the car. Y'all were driving around, and you stopped it. And you said Elvis liked to, you know, when he could, like get the gas himself. And um, and they did. And well, pe- he had just bought he had just bought me the four fifty five four speed Hurst clutch Trans Am, and he wanted to drive the car around. You know, so I never uh-huh. even got to drive my car. That's the first time Elvis was the one that drove it. He drove it to Palm Springs. I mean, he loved it. And, and so we went into the, to gas the car up, and he wanted to get out and gas it himself. He didn't want anybody to do it. And, you know, again, it was shock value. He wanted to see if anybody recognized him. He could get away with it. Uh-huh. And, of course, slowly people started coming up. They didn't put two and two together. And, you know, at the end of the whole thing, a couple of the bodyguards had to get out of the car and go up and get him and walk him back to the car because <laughs> people were, were coming up and, and circling around him and then wanting autographs and all this. Mm-hmm. They thought, you know, we've got to protect him. And so, you know, they walked him back to the car. And, and then, of course, before, uh, you know, when it, when they came with the bill to sign the bill, Elvis said, oh, and he said, I'm paying for everybody else's gas, too. <laughs> I, I love mean, that. I love that. Such a, Mindy, such, a random, such a random guy. I mean, you know, he just did things that were just so off the chain, Cindy. See, that's, that's what I mean. And, uh, of course, 
this interview is off the chain because we're finding out stuff that a lot of people never even heard of. We're listening to Mindy Miller. Well, uh, you know why? Because they're my stories, and I have never been out there. So I haven't been out there in 40 years, and I only came out a year and a half ago, so they're my stories, so nobody's ever heard them. And that's what I'm – and when we got to interview you first, that was such an honor. But, Mindy, we got to take a break, and we're going to be right back with you. And uh, we've got uh, so many questions, so little time. Yeah, and I wanted to talk to you about the Elvis Fest. I mean, how great was this Elvis Fest? Wow. That's what, yeah, we're going to talk about that coming up. So, guys, stay with us. Everybody stay with us, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Cindy Cochran Show, which is real reality radio, and it's Truthful Tuesday, and we have the perfect person to tell us all the truth, nothing but the truth. Mindy Miller, one of uh, Elvis Presley's last girlfriends. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Hey, Montgomery County, it's me, C.C. Holmes. And I would personally like to take this time to invite you, that's right, you, to join me every Saturday and Sunday from 3 until 7 p.m. where I will bring you the very best, the very best of smooth jazz, classic jazz, and indeed, yes, the soulful sounds of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So come along and get jazzy with me, that's right, jazzy, <laughs> right here, of course, on Conroe's 104.5 and 106. 6.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongstar.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas on IRLongstar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. And we're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening. And I know we've got a lot of new people listening. I know one person listening for sure, for sure, is uh, Don Wilson. We say good morning to you. And thank you for uh, introducing us to Mindy Miller, one of Elvis's last girlfriends. And uh, she is just in the, like she said before we went to the break, has come out to start talking about the stories uh, that she has of Elvis and all and uh, kept quiet for you know, almost 40 years, and, and uh, but deci- decided that uh, there was a lot of stuff that would come out negative, and she wanted to make sure that she, uh, people understood all the positive side to Elvis and, um, and keep the great legend and memory alive. And uh, Mindy, thank you so much for being with us. I, I just, I missed you from the last time that we had had our... Uh, you are... You know, Cindy, you're so much fun to talk to. I think we should do a Cindy and Mindy show. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Cindy and Mindy show. <laughs> Jake, the engineer, really, is going... It's not really, but it, but it sounds good. <laughs> I, it does. It, it certainly does. And Jake, the engineer, is is going to interject here. What is it you're... Mindy, I would love to have you come and take over, but I don't know <laughs> if I could handle Cindy and Mindy at the same time. <laughs> We can barely get a well, word in edgewise with each other. Yeah, so. How about we get to Cindy, Mindy, and Jake, and they go, what the heck is going on out there? Yeah. <laughs> Who is, and Jake would have to try and keep us calm and say, okay, now it's your turn, Cindy. Go. Okay, shut That's up. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but Jake is uh, is a doll. He's uh he's in, he started interning, and now he's, uh, like, running the place, and Richard's kicking back, and enjoying himself well, he sounds like a little he sounds like a real sweetheart he he is a sweetheart oh, thank you mindy he is uh, <laughs> and i brought my grandchildren you know if you know if the you bring your grandchildren and the horses don't jump up and neigh and stuff you know you know that uh, the, it's okay the kids are okay and so uh the ch- grandchildren are great barometers if they like somebody then you know they're okay and so 
Yeah, they, because kids are really honest. You know, boy, they're very children. They? So honest. You're not going to get by with anything. If a kid likes you, you know you're okay. That's exactly right. They've got great intuition. So, um, they do. Yeah, they come in, and when they see Richard, they put up the sign of the cross. But uh, I, I'm not saying anything about that. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, his way with, it's his way with kids. Okay, so, Mindy, uh, you went to eat. You went to uh, Elvis Fest, and uh, how much fun? That's like paradise, right? Everything is Elvis. Everything's Elvis, right? Whole, whole, as I, you know, holy moly, if I can go back to that. I was invited to do the Elvis Fest. I had no idea. When I tell you I had no idea, I had never been to an Elvis Fest. Again, you know, I've just come out after all these years, and if, I, I'm not aware. Somebody said to me, uh, they were talking about an ETA, and I said, what the heck is an ETA? And they said, what do you mean? You've never heard of an ETA? I said, I have no concept of what you're talking about. I said, I've been living in a, in a, you know, a cave for the last uh-huh. 40 years. And after, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we left Elvis, uh, August, you know, uh, 77, I pretty much shut down and just continued my life very privately. And so I'm learning. I'm still learning about all the stuff that has to do with them, and it's crazy. So I was invited to this thing, which was uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, by Nareda Howe, and uh, a lovely, lovely man by the name of, by the name of Jason Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, out of uh, uh, New York, invited me to be a part of this and to speak with Dave Hebler. And I had not seen Dave in over 40 years. Uh, again, since Elvis' passing. And so we met up, and I just hugged him so tight. It was so good to see him. And, you know, we were a bit concerned about questions that might come from the audience about the book that he wrote with Sunny and Red. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've said before, Cindy, Elvis was the type of man that forgave. He was the type of man that moved on with his life. He was taught to forgive. Uh, we all need to forgive. And, you know, for different reasons, uh, I cannot hold grudges against people. I can't be angry with people. Um, we each have our own personal viewpoints about things, and I respect every single person's viewpoint. It's not about me agreeing or disagreeing. It's about respecting someone's perspective. Well, but, the, to, catch, uh, to catch people up, that, that the book that came out um, that just since uh, sensationalized uh, Elvis's life yeah. and that he was uh, upset about because he felt like things had been said and, and uh, yes. maybe not as honest as they should have been said, but it really yeah. made him look bad. And so yes. it was very difficult for him. But, but you see what the fans don't understand is that these men loved him. They absolutely loved him. And in their own way, they were trying to do something that they felt would wake him up. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not privy to all that went on there. That was not for me to know. But I can only say on a personal level from knowing these guys that they were nothing but respectful of him when I, when I dated him. They loved him. They would have taken a bullet for the man. They did anything and everything they could for Elvis, and they are lovely, lovely men. Dave Hebler is a wonderful human being, uh, and Sunny West was, and Red West is, and, you know, I can't say anything bad about the guys or anything negative about them. Dave gave a wonderful interview. It's absolutely clear in the audience's eyes and perspective that were there that, that he loved Elvis, and he did a wonderful interview. He told wonderful uh, stories. Uh, he told the story about one time when we were all on tour, and I'd forgotten the story. And uh, Nareda asked him about, you know, we heard that you uh, had an incident with Mindy on the plane uh, with Elvis. And, you know, Elvis was afraid of flying, and I am petrified of flying. But later in his life, Elvis got used to it. But that's why he took the tour buses early in the 50s and 60s, because he didn't want to fly. He was afraid of flying. So, you know, they drove the, the bus back and forth from, you know, California to, to Memphis a lot. Agreed. And so Dave, Dave recalled the time that we were on tour, and he said, uh, we had such bad plane turbulence. He said, and I remember, he said, I had a drink in my hand. We were all sitting around in the belly of the plane talking. 
And the, we had such bad turbulence that everybody's food and drink just hit the ceiling. <laughs> I mean, it was a compression failure. Man. And I, I and I thought, oh, man, I said, we're going down. This was it. And I clung to Elvis like crazy. And he said, uh, honey, he said, I'm not going anywhere and neither are you. Well, I became, as David said, catatonic. So when the plane landed, everybody's getting off the plane. Elvis is getting off the plane. And, you know, he thinks I'm right behind him. Well, I wasn't right behind him. I was the last one on the plane, and I could not move. And so Dave said, you know, in the in the you know in the interview here, he said, you know, he said I really looked at her and thought she was just putting us on. He said we really didn't think she was she was you know uh, really in a catatonic state. He said, but then I looked at her again and again, and he said, I realized the poor girl could not move. And he said, at that point, he came up, bless his heart, he picked me up and carried me off the plane. Wow. And I I didn't remember that, and I guess because I was in such a state of shock, I don't even remember it. And he said, oh, yeah, he said, I carried you off the plane. And he said, and Elvis was at the bottom going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and so there I was, you know, I'm ready to be taken to the emergency room or something. Yeah. And I was a complete wreck. <laughs> I mean, just a wreck. And so, you know, it was just so nice to share and hear some things that Gabe had talked about and funny, funny stories. And, and the audience was very respectful and they loved it. And Gabe is a very funny guy. And his, his delivery on some stuff, you know, as I was listening to some stories that I'd never heard and he was listening to some stories he'd never heard um, because we, all, we weren't always around. Right, other, you know, right. Was, it was like a reunion, wasn't it? Yes, yes, and it's just—it was just wonderful. I mean, really, really wonderful. And and then, I, the shows were just something unreal. And now, I want to talk about this kid. This I, I say kid. And first, but, but first, 20... you have first you have to. You said the ETA, and of course, we all are thinking yes. uh, ex- estimated time of arrival. estimated time of arrival. Yeah. And uh, and but it's yes. it, it stands for Elvis tribute artist. I found that out today. Yes, and so. so I kept I kept getting it mixed up, and I kept saying when I first, you know, when I first uh, learned what ETAs were, I kept saying, "Oh, Elvis transitional artist." <laughs> and I said, "No, maybe it's not transitional. <laughs> There's nothing transitional." Nobody's it, trying to transition El- him. No, right? It's Elvis tribute artist, and I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, what do these guys do? What is it?" And so they said, you know. And so for the longest time, Cindy, for the you know, for the last year, I've been thinking it's these guys that are trying to be Elvis Presley. Right. And they're trying to look like him and sound like him and move like him and dress like him. And so for the longest time, I have to say very honestly to, to the public that I did not have a good concept or a good idea of what this was because I had never seen one in person. Now, let's go back a few months when I get... Uh, a message from this fabulous lady. Her name is Carmen Wick. And she had seen me posting and come out on Facebook. And she was very gracious and just a sweetheart. So she got a hold of me. She she invited me to the opening to help promote their new fan club, which is called Blue Suede Shoes of Los Angeles, California. And they were having the first meeting in Long Beach. And she said, would you come? And I said, of course I will. I'd be happy to. Because we don't have a lot of fan clubs here in California. You oh, see them sure. mostly on the East Coast, East Coast, England, Australia, and in the South. But we don't have a lot in L.A. So, you know, being my That's hometown, I said, of surprising. course I'll come. So, so I came. I went there. And before I went on, they had this young artist named Jacob Roman. And I want to tell you something, Cindy. I was blown away okay that, now you now, gotta this, you um, gotta hold you gotta hold mindy because i've got to go to a break and that's going to be the tease to the break is to find out all about jacob okay. roman someone yeah. who had dated elvis was in love with elvis he was in love with her and she is blown away by this person who is an eta elvis tribute artist we're going to talk about him when we get back from the cindy cochran show you're listening to real a reality radio on truthful tuesday with mindy miller we'll be right back This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star. 
the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. And we're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening. We really love our listeners. And uh, we love who we're listening to right now is Mindy Miller, one of the last girlfriends of Elvis Presley. And uh, she just got back uh, from an Elvis fest. But um, she wants to talk about, you know, the ETAs, the Elvis tribute artists that are out there. And uh, we've seen them in movies. You've seen, you know... I mean, there's got to be like three movies or so that they, they talk about people that are getting up and trying to impersonate Elvis and, and contests and things like that. But it's a big deal now, and you you could be chosen like the next up-and-coming, you know, Elvis star, uh, ETA. Uh, but uh, it's funny that they have their own politically correct way to say it. You don't say Elvis impersonators anymore. You say ETAs. Okay, I get it now. And we're all uh, more well-informed informed because of Mindy Miller. Mindy, you're back, right? You're, you're with me. Are you there? I, I'm here. Uh-oh. Have I got a bad... Hello. Okay. Can you hear me can, now? Can, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Now we can hear you. Um, you know, oh, we, okay. one of our listeners has an amazing uh, crush on your voice because they hadn't seen you, but they, they said that lady's got the most beautiful voice. I, I love listening oh, to her. Bless his heart. What is his name? <laughs> Dennis O'Connor. I'm not going to give you his number. I'm, I'm not going to spoil the image. No. <laughs> well, well, Dennis, if you think her voice is, is okay. her voice is beautiful, you should go look her up on Google. She's gorgeous. Oh, he's already oh, he has Googled what, everything, you know, to to see her image. Thank uh, you. Because he said, oh, oh. she's I just love well, listening big, to her voice. Big shout out to Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Okay. Well, that made his whole life. <laughs> That was good. Okay, now, now, Mindy, because this is our last segment. I can't believe I asked J- uh, Jake. I said, uh, I said, uh, is this our last? Or where are we? And he says, this is your last segment. I'm like, okay, so we we're gonna get through this. Tell us about uh, Jacob Roman, and then we're going to uh, uh, get to another uh, segment. So give me the, the dope yeah. on him. So. So, so Jacob Roman is a 21-year-old artist, and he does a 50s Elvis that you cannot believe. Now, to see him, honest to God, I was so blown away by this guy. And I, you know, he came up to me after the show, and we took pictures, and we were talking a little bit about Elvis. He is so charming and so humble and so gracious and so talented. And I said, how old are you? And he said, 21. And I said, my God, I said, you know, I said, you're doing, as an Elvis tribute artist, at the time that Elvis was coming up and beginning his career. And I said, I think what's so intriguing about you is not just your talent, but the fact that you're starting your career as an Elvis tribute artist when Elvis started his career. And he became, you know, started coming to be really well-known and all this. Cut to the Elvis uh, Fest in Las Vegas. So Jacob Roman is there. He comes out. Now, I don't know how many amateurs there were, but right now he is in the category of an amateur. But I predict by this time next year that he will be the next top winner, and he will move on into the professional realm. Um, the uh, What they do is they go around a lot of them to all the different Elvis fests. And he won first place this year as a fan favorite, which tells you everything. Um, And then, you know, unfortunately, he came in fifth. I was very, very disappointed, I have to say. I was was shocked and disappointed. But I think perhaps that that the judges might have thought that because he's young and he's Mm -hmm. got uh, his whole career ahead of him, that he had time. And someone else was chosen uh, who was also a very excellent singer. 
But Jacob does a 50s Elvis that takes you back right. to the time when Elvis started, which is so exciting because we could now go with Jacob mm-hmm. and relive all of Elvis's career. But I will tell you, the thing that I was so impressed with is that how genuine he is and how genuine most of these ETA artists are, and I did not realize it. And I have to say, they love Elvis so much, and a lot of them, including Jacob, were brought up on Elvis. And I Mm -hmm. said to him, how can you be so young and know Elvis Presley? Uh, And he said, because my parents brought me up on him. And I said, there you go. Mm -hmm. I said, the fact that people in our age group and younger are turning their kids on to Elvis Presley and telling him what an incredible entertainer, but what an incredible human being and man that, that Elvis was, and that these kids are now following him and listening to the content and the DVDs and the albums and watching the movies and seeing what he stood for religiously and spiritually and in every way else gives me the hope that Elvis will continue to move on and on and on That's right. in the hearts of all these young children growing up when, when my generation is dead and gone, Cindy because we won't be around anymore to speak about him and share about mm-hmm. him firsthand. I think and it's, so it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, the people underneath me and then the grandparents and, right. and all that. And I want to tell people that Jacob will be in Memphis uh, this next month uh, and uh, they can look him up and find him and follow him in, in Memphis. And I just want to wish Jacob, uh, so much luck and good fortune, and uh, he's got a big following now, and it's it's only going to get bigger and better. And the ETA, Cindy, I do want to say, love Elvis so much, and so they do this because they love Elvis, not because they want to be Elvis Presley. It's right? They well, you, love him so much that this is their way of showing their love for Elvis. You know, uh, I I told uh, I told Mindy, I said, look, be sure and tell him she's going to see him uh, in Memphis and. Tell him that we did this on the show. We talked about him, and then uh, that we want to do an interview with him. So it's a really cool show, actually. What they're doing in Memphis—it's called Memories of Memphis—and they've got uh, tributes to Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, and Elvis Presley all in one show. And the Elvis Elvis Presley one is Jacob Roman. So that's an awesome show. I mean, yeah. talk about—you know—I'm not a huge Carl Perkins fans, but Jerry Lee Lewis, Johnny Cash, yeah, and, and right. Elvis Presley—the three of them—that's that's incredible. That's, that is- yeah, and, and I've, I've never, you know, I, I haven't met all these ETAs. I've met, uh, I will be honest, I've met a few. Some mm-hmm. of them I've met are not very good, and they have no business being <laughs> ETAs. They just don't. And I'm sorry. I'm going to be very honest, you know. But, but these other guys that do their homework, and they diet, and they exercise, and they mm-hmm. look great, and, and they, they present themselves, because you are emulating the most iconoclistic entertainer this world has ever seen and if you're going to 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 do a show about him then raise yourself up and be the best that you can be yeah if you can live up to you mindy know, if you can live up to mindy miller's standards then you're good i'm sorry to say it. i'm really sorry to say it but you know no I, that's I look true at, i look at these guys and i have to say these guys that that have won the world over all these contests and things i really give them you know the triple gold star because mm-hmm. i had no concept i really didn't i had no concept until i <laughs> sorry sat up front and close and looked at the moves the hand gestures the facial gestures oh, what studied. they go through yeah. with the, the hair the, the costumes it's years and years, Cindy, of absolute study. These guys sit there when everybody else is out having a good time doing something. They study this man. They absolutely love him. I had no concept of what goes into this. None. Well, let me tell and you. I, I got to tell you. I, I've got to brag. Okay, just I got to brag. Uh, my grandchild, twelve-year-old uh, Samuel Combs, uh, signs up for the the very first talent show they had at his school. And he tells his mom he's going to sing uh, Can't Help Falling in Love with You. And she goes, well, but honey, you need to do something more, you know, contemporary. And she goes, no, he says, no. And she really fought him on it because he has a great voice. But she says, it's not showing off your voice. He says, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, so he went and he auditioned. He got in the audition. 
He's in sixth grade. He won the talent show with Can't Help Falling in Love with You. And uh, his kindergarten his kindergarten teacher loved Elvis Presley, and he never forgot how she talked about it, brought somebody in to act like Elvis and, and all. And so, um, and of course, it was the music in our household, and, and he knows the songs. But it was, I just have to tell you that because, you know, you would, uh, he would, well, Elvis would have been impressed. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping as we're passing, that right. these new generations of kids coming up will have this appreciation for sure. him. And that's why I'm trying to get out there more and more and talk about what an incredible human being Elvis Presley was and, and what he did for, you know, for music and, you know, what he did for, for people in general and, and what a wonderful, good human being this man was. So that there's something that the kids can grow up today and say, Here's somebody, you know, that that you can look up to. That's people showed people how to live, to look up to somebody and and that they can perhaps emulate in a way and not I don't mean just on stage as an ETA, but to do good by other people and love other people and honor other human beings because that's what God put us here for, is to love each other and raise each other up and to be the best human men brother no that's exactly right and that's and that's what you have yeah. you you keep this going and we appreciate it and we now have to go uh, but you can you can go to mindy miller's uh, facebook page you can uh, go to uh see all the pictures she has from uh the elvis fest and tomorrow we've got don so we're just going to keep this love fest going okay mindy we're going to keep it going and I just I appreciate you so much for coming on, giving us your time, getting up so early, and having to and, oh, uh, and put up was, with that. This so. is fun, Cindy, and I just want to thank you guys for inviting me back on. I just think you're a gem, and I I love the fact that you promote him and promote every good thing about him. And and God bless you both, really. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much, Mindy. Mindy Miller, ladies and gentlemen, was in the house, and uh, we appreciate you listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with Don Wilson on the Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio. Hi, this is Cindy Cochran, and I want to thank you for checking out the Cindy Cochran Show and invite you to listen live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 on FM 106.1 and on 104.5 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. The show you just fell in love with was recorded and will be posted on our podcast channels on iTunes and Google Play. You can even watch the show on our YouTube and on TV with our City TV Channel 12 on Suddenly. So make sure to subscribe to keep up with me. My Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, is always a good place to contact me through messages, to interact live on the air and ask questions, make suggestions, whatever. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.